Hello everyone, welcome to episode 3 of the Shed Energy Podcast. My name is Gareth McCullough. And I'm Ali McKenzie. And unfortunately this week you're stuck with us. Uh, we record this the day after our Bet McLean League Cup defeat to Warren Point Town here at the showgrounds. And quite frankly, we have other stuff to do uh, later on this week. So this is the only time we could get it in and we decided to give the players off. Um, and quite frankly as well. We seem to put a curse on them, um, so which we'll explain later on in the episode. So, we'll run through the three games that have been played since the last episode, which were, as the aforementioned Warren Point, defeat last night in the League Cup, uh, the defeat to Balna Mallard here at the showgrounds in the league, and 10 days ago, the away win at Queen's. So, we'll start, we'll work backwards and start with the most recent one. Warren Point last night, um, as one of the our fellow fans and I do believe a Shadow podcast viewer mentioned to me after the game and one thing I completely agree with it was probably a good defeat it's as good a defeat as you can have because um, you're bouncing back from the Ballon of Mallard defeat on Saturday uh, albeit yes of course we lost last night to Warren Point but there were a lot of positives to take from it mm-hmm. you know players got game time on the pitch that maybe haven't got a lot of minutes in recent times um, we were able to give Full debuts to Nell Brady in goals in 19, Brian Healy, who's only 17 and scored after less than a minute and a half. Uh, Philly Donnelly was superb when he came on, um, his first appearance of the season. We were able to rest Dingo, mm-hmm. um, we were able to bring Thomas Lockhart off, we were able to rest Samuel McIlveen. Um, you know, it was probably the only thing was just not being clinical enough up front, but a really good performance and a lot of positives to take from it. Yeah, and for the first time, I think in a long time, going into a one-point game, I felt quite confident. Um, mm. Even though after Saturday, we had no reason to be confident, really, after how flat that performance Ali was. Ali McKenzie, the most optimistic person <laughs> in the world after a 3-0 defeat. He was so confident playing premiership opponents. I, I think, you know, there was there, was, there were reasons to be confident. Um, you know, coming into it, we, you know, we, we have won six out of the seven games, so mm. I felt good enough, and I thought if we could find the level of performance that we needed, we'd do all right. And we started like a whirlwind with mm. Brian scoring so early. Was it the second minute? One minute, precisely one minute and 21 seconds. So young Brian Haley gets his first goal for the club, mm. which almost happened a few weeks ago when he hit the post down here. Yeah. Um, so I was delighted when that happened. And then I just felt like after a few minutes, I was like, Are we, is this actually happening here? Are we playing this well after Saturday? Mm. Um, and James Taylor went through, nearly made it 2-0. Unfortunately, he missed. One point came back in the <coughs> game kind of just before the, the, the halftime. Um, and they looked quite strong closing out that mm. half but I felt like had James have scored I feel they would have opened up a little bit more mm-hmm. and we might have gone three three up mm. you know I think it was that kind of game unfortunately their kind of physicality and maybe just that experience against our younger lads just proved it in the end but um, every reason to be proud of last night and, and the performance yeah I mean it's it's important to sort of recognise that you know we're a big enough club, in, in our opinion anyway, that we, you know, we're not going in for a moral victory and hey, we played well, but you, know, you still lost the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I said, it was probably, it feels better because it was such an improved performance from the previous Saturday. Um, and, you know, it said we had a lot, of, a, a lot of excitement in terms of players say, getting game time on the pitch and performing really well that we hadn't seen a lot of this season mm-hmm. or hadn't seen anything of this season. In fact, um, you know, Darren reverted back to the three five two formation, um, for the most of the game, and I think midway through the second half, he we went back. I went into four four two, but it was different from the Ballinamallard game where 
were four four two from the outset, and it, it or sorry four three three apologies from the outset, mm-hmm. and it just didn't suit us. We didn't seem to have the sort of energy in midfield that we're maybe used to. Yeah. But that that was back um, last night, and I think the only real difference was you touched on it there. Probably I wouldn't necessarily say experience, but a little bit of ruthlessness mm-hmm. up front. James, yeah. just that quality as well. Yeah. James, James, James misses that chance, um, and it's not I meaning it's, it's another super game and look really really lively and to be quite frankly. Quite frankly, I've used that three times really. Um, <laughs> he, he, he scared the shit out of their, their, their defenders a lot of the time, but just with pace and, and didn't matter how many times he could kick, he get up and he get get on with it, and he's he absolutely fearless. And um, well, it, it proves it in the fact that he missed that yeah. quite early on. You could put your head down, but he spent the entire game going straight at them again. Yeah, you know yeah. that was amazing. Such confidence for such a young fella. And even like you know, touching on the goal, you know, Brian Healy sort of hold, holds off a, a more much more experienced centre back. And, and lobs the keeper from the edge of the box, mm-hmm. you know, with a crack and finish, and you're going, okay, something about him. You know, yeah, and you have, there's a touch on Philip Donnelly, who, who hasn't been with us this season, um, he was absolutely superb and, and my man of the match, you know, in the sort of 50 minutes he was on the pitch, mm-hmm. including extra time. Um, didn't seem to tire either, which was positive. Uh, another huge positive, which was completely unexpected, was the introduction of Jake Gorman. Um, Desi Gorman's son, the, the Dundalk Hawks' son. Yeah, everybody and would have been would have worn that that exactly. that, that shirt. Um, you know, the only eighteen year old hit the post with a, a wonderful effort that the Conor Mitchell beating all ends up and looked good at safe that and learned from the experience of coming on probably around the same time as Dingo and you can hear Dingo sort of telling them when to press, telling them when to drop off, telling them you know help them out with runs and things like that. You know, and it, it have, that's valuable to even build up relationships like that as a strike partnership. So, you know, the strike partnership we started with Brian Healy and James, uh, John McGovern, sorry, mm-hmm. combined age of 35, which I think is just younger than our captain, Mark Hughes. Um, those two, Jake Gorman, James Thielen and Niall Brady, you think have a combined age of 90. That's five players, a combined age of 90. And it bodes well for the future. So, so many positives. Um you know, now if you were looking at certain certain social media accounts, um, looking at you, Jack Gilson, I think Jack. from from from, from Warren Point Town, um, <laughs> saying Warren Point did a fully deserved two one win, um, which is a fantastic but efficient, yeah. um, of course I bet just you know didn't want to let you down, um, Jack was actually watching the snooker at the time on his phone, yeah. he was sitting up the stand, he wasn't even watching the football. And if this wasn't you tweeting, Jack, then we humbly apologise, but whoever it is, please raise your head above the parapet <laughs> because it was quite amusing, even quite a number of the Warren Point uh, officials said afterwards, you know who. Else tweeting that, but <laughs> quite an excellent bit of I think they call it in the game, uh, shithouse, right? Um, but you know, fair play to Warren Point during the next round, um, we're, we're out, but you know, I think we'll take we have a lot more to be positive about than probably Warren Point have. Um, mm-hmm. And Barry Gray, to be fair, said those exact words to me in a conversation after the game, so disappointing defeat. Yeah, so excellent performance. I suppose the really the only other negative was apart from the result was being dragged into extra time mm. and that extra thirty minutes of the players when it's been quite a busy period with three games in ten days. So that was the only thing really I was thinking ah, we could do without this. The League Cup, we're never going to win it, mm. you know, or <laughs> it takes something monumental for us to win it. Mm. Um, and before looking at it, I was like I would much rather have won on Saturday against the Mallards than Tuesday night. Yeah. But when you know a local derby gets nearer, you're like okay, we want to win this. Yeah, of course. But um, yeah, as I said, just going into extra time was just a, a little bit of a downside, a bit of a dampener going yeah. into Saturday's game away to Ballyclare. Yeah, I mean it, it, it was. Um, although, I mean, I tend to, you know, ironically, after criticizing you for being um, overly, overly positive, um, you know, I, I do think we probably 
because you got the likes of Philip Donnelly more game time, you got Jake Gorman plenty of game time, Nal Bailey got 120 minutes, you know, things like that I think probably might bode well. We didn't get any extra injuries, which was key, because yeah. we had so many injuries recently. Um, but I mean, you know, that was a positive defeat, um, if there can be such a thing. Uh, comparison to the previous Saturday, home to Ballon Mallard, mm-hmm. um, we're coming off the back of six league wins in a row, five points clear, everything sunshine and rainbows. Sky high off the week before. Absolutely amazing. You know, life is good. Come 4.45 uh, last Saturday, I'll be quite frank, it was an absolute shit show yeah. and I've used I know I've used that word three times and I apologise <laughs> for anybody who's offended but it was it's generally as bad a day uh, that I can remember in terms of football for, for quite a while um, and ironically probably our last home game our last home league game before this season was yeah, I think Lock All, lock all. Yeah. Um, it was I think it was 3-0 or 3-1 3-0 three three. Um, yeah, so, yeah. and it was it was, a, and it was an equally bad performance just didn't happen. Just everything from the word go just didn't feel right. Yeah, it was completely, completely flat, which was weird, considering we hadn't played well the week before and come away with a 2-0 win and thought, you know what, we, we escaped one there, we need to learn from that. Mm. It looks like we didn't learn from it, and it bled into this performance where we just couldn't get going at all. It just looked like anything we tried, the Mallards just looked too good for. They, now, I have to say... Fair play to them. They were well deserved of their win. Yeah, well, absolutely. They were set up so well. They kind of knew exactly where where to pinpoint, and they did it brilliantly. Yeah. Um. And I think in the second half, did we even have a shot on target? I don't think so. No. It came down. You know, it's bad when we when we don't have a shot on target after the goals were scored. Mm-hmm. It kind of it highlights just how bad we were. You know, all over the park. You know, but this is football, and this is this league. And it's to be expected. We did say a couple of weeks ago that it would be a difficult game. It's always tight games against the Mallards. Going down there a few seasons ago, then coming down here, it's always difficult. I just didn't expect us to lose 3-0. Mm-hmm. And it could have been more if Stephen Maguire wasn't on form. Yeah, Stevie's been super this season. Um, and to be quite honest, he probably saved it from being 5-6-7. And you know, let's, let's be honest again, I don't think anybody could have argued had it been five, six or seven, um, because we were that poor and they were just Bell and were so far superior and you have to give them an awful lot of credit. I am he's a very, very astute manager. There's mm-hmm. some premiership premiership experience in there. There's Richard Clark who's a legend down this club, um, just pulling the strings in the middle of the pitch. You know, if he's allowed the time and space to do that, he will absolutely tear you apart and that's exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. The the thing, you know, that Darren touched on uh, in the media after the game was he knew that they were going to be dangerous from set pieces and he, he says he specifically told players he's trying not to give free kicks in you know in dangerous positions and we give free kick after free kick after free kick away in bad positions they scored all their goals from free kicks one way or another and you know from that aspect that was disappointing um, because we shouldn't be conceding from you know set pieces are avoidable it, it, because I, in my opinion anyway set pieces isn't nothing to do with necessarily technical ability somebody can deliver a brilliant ball in somebody can be a good header of the ball mm-hmm. but it's not you know it's not uh, somebody where they have to jink past four players and stick in the top top corner from 25 yards they're, def- they're, they're defendable they're easily mm-hmm. avoidable conceding goals from set pieces so mm-hmm. that was disappointing particularly if as Darren says he highlighted it before the game you know this is what we can't do and we went and did exactly that well isn't it funny I don't know if you experienced this but it's funny just how how much your mood changes between you know winning six in a row mm. and coming back from Queens and like I, I stayed out all night like I was just loving life I had a great time but you know and then for the rest of the week I felt great 
And I was like, what a result that was. So so good in a away game that was class. And then <laughs> after losing to Balamallor, thankfully, we didn't have too long to wait to the point yeah. game. But for Saturday night and Sunday and Monday, I was just like, oh my God, this is what it feels like to lose again. Yeah, and, But not, not just lose, but to lose that way. Lose comfortably. I mean, yeah, lose comfortably and just kind of feel like shite for a few days. But, you know, maybe that's it's just a wake-up that we that we needed. And obviously we did bounce back last night well and we, and we look good. But, you know, you're not going to go on beating in this league. And Darren actually said it in the paper during the week. Mm-hmm. In your uh, in your coverage, so plug the reporter there. <laughs> but he had said you're not going to go unbeaten in this league, and it's going to come eventually. Maybe it's good that we lost when we did, um, because our six wins. Okay, we had odds who maybe would be that kind of the four that we would have highlighted at the start of the season. But we still are yet to play Lock All. Mm. We still hadn't played Mallards at that point, mm. and we still have to play Anna United. Mm. So you know. Maybe we well, I was getting carried away maybe a wee bit, but that's just that just refocuses you, doesn't it? It lets you know that tough games are coming and we need to be prepared. Yeah, it, it's I mean it just shows, shows you can't take anything for granted. I mean the players, you know, nobody goes out of firm opinion. Nobody goes out to, to play poorly, mm-hmm. um, you know the people just have off days, and you know there are days where everybody pretty much is an off day, and that's players management coaches that's supporters as well mm-hmm. you know the atmosphere was flat as well flat and that fit. permeates through to the players so yeah. I mean there are so many things can be the perfect storm where it can just end up being a disaster but then we put it in context you know talking to Darren after the Ballon and Mallard game and we were saying well that's pause that's the second and realise well we're still two points clear here you know if you'd have said in the first seven games would you have six wins and one defeat you would have gone Thanks very much. That yeah, would be lovely. Absolutely. So it's important to sort of you know just maybe rein it in a bit. Um, it is the the fickle nature of being a football fan. You know, one second uh, you're run saying we're going to walk the league, and then mm-hmm. it's all doom and gloom, and you're miserable. Yeah, yeah. For the next couple of days, yeah. like and you were, we were talking to each other over the weekend, and we were both down in the dumps. And I guarantee you, we weren't the only Newry fans. Yeah. You know, so I think last night against Warren Point we redeemed it a little bit. I was a bit nervous to be quite honest going into the game because I thought well. Okay, yes, we have now lost two games in a row, but it didn't want us to go out and put in the same level of performance we did on Saturday and end up getting getting hammered, and uh, especially against your local your local rivals. Which, but that didn't happen. They redeemed themselves. So, if we move on to happier times, yeah, so the, talk, the best talk. away game in years. The best away game in years were pitch invasions. <laughs> uh, yeah, carry outs. The, uh, the drum made a return as well. The drum made a return badly. Um, the a uh, one of the best saves or sort of pieces of goalkeeping you're, you're likely to see two fantastic bits of skill for the two goals yeah. two 0 one against Queens so All sponsored by Smithix as well yeah if you can if you can run us through there could be two very different versions of this <laughs> game one was sober one was uh, tipsy well you have to work at games I don't well well yeah and people still criticise you go you're not working you're, 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 so I don't know I can't, I can't win yeah but you know so tell us tell, run us through your experience of the Queen's game at, at the dub got off the bus McGovern scored went to the toilet at half time came out McGo- uh, Maguire saved Lawless scored on the pitch that's, that's all you can remember of the game yeah and then back to the brass monkey <laughs> That, but that's all you need to know, isn't it? Well, this this is right. <laughs> and the I, highlights showed that. If I if I if I wrote that for a match report, though, I think I'd probably get fired. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you pretty you pretty much summed up all the key moments. Um, it was one of those games, and you know, we probably in hindsight, it was quite a not a flat performance. It was a dogged performance. It wasn't as fluid or free flowing as we have been this season, which 
understandably you're going to get that in certain games through you know changing players players getting injured and we get a lot of injuries that day yeah it was um, costly I missed, missed obviously Decky Carville's suspension um, which you only got that morning um, so there's a lot of things that contain with Thomas Lockhart our Championship Player of the Month who we forgot to congratulate on, on uh, last podcast um, and he, he won a holiday to Spain for that didn't yeah he? it was fantastic that the Northern Ireland Football Riders now put up a, a week in Tenerife when you win the Championship <laughs> Player of the Month so I'm sure it'll drive everybody on I hope uh, Tommy did say to me that he was heading away for a week of warm, week of warm weather training which was um, warm weather drinking by the looks of him um, but congratulations Tommy well deserved yep. but we, we had a lot of things to contend with you know that would have been a perfect game for Thomas you mm-hmm. know this tight pitch where you know we can burst through tackles and, and shoot from anywhere um, but the positive of it, it showed a different. Showed we could put a different way of winning, but it did. There were telltale signs that you know, if we had come up against a more clinical team, if it's something a team a bit more ruthless up front, that we could have been caught. As is what happened the next week against Ballon Mallard. But mm-hmm. I mean, the key instance, Dingo's bit of skill for uh, oh, John's goal, the drag back and then flick in between two defenders before cross and then crack and finish. Mm-hmm. Um, Stevie Lawless for his goal, drag, you know, drag his foot over the ball and not makes the keeper, you know, in a really compact sort of space. But the the key moment of the whole and could end up being a key moment for, for the entire season. You know, we don't know. It was literally what about 20, 30 seconds I think, even before Stevie's winning goal, ninetieth minute, ninety first minute, ball's bobbling about our six yard box and Stevie Maguire is I don't know, he's sort of on the ground, he throws a leg mm-hmm. and it, throws an arm at it. At it's it. a good job he's seven foot three, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he manages to scramble, scramble a clear, um, sort of, you know, his octopus arms and legs were going all over the place, but we go straight up the pitch and score. You know, as Darren said afterwards, and I was down that end of the pitch um, at the time, I was sort of looking at it going, you, you were expecting the ball to hit the back of the net, mm-hmm. and somehow it stayed out, and we went straight up and capitalised. Um, so it was amazing. We'll talk, well, before we touch on the celebration, we'll touch on, you know, on your view of Stevie Safe. Exactly what you said. <laughs> <laughs> All of the above. Uh, no, st- standing where I was, the dubs got a great view, I think, and I just had the perfect view of Stevie, and he hit the ground. I was like, oh, no, here we go. Like, mm. last kick of the game, more or less, this is going to happen. And he somehow pulled off this wonder shape and then hoofed the ball, and mm. then it got launched upfield. But... Stevie is a fan favourite down here. Yeah. And absolutely. everybody loves him because, you know, he's passionate about it, but he gives everything. Mm. And, you know, it's a couple of weeks ago we could see the goals. Sorry, last Saturday when we could see the goals against Ballon Mallard. He he wasn't really to blame for no, those goals. No. You know, and he always gives everything. I was just delighted for him uh, that he's back and he was managed to pull off a massive save like that and have such a big part in us going down to secure the win. Yeah. And so I've obviously fallen off and that, you know, Stevie Dallas goes up the field and scores the winner and, and takes it really well. And you know you've been telling me repeatedly since that um, we are pretty much taking profit alley. We're going to call him now. Um, and he's taking taking credit for Stevie Stevie's resurgence and this brilliant goal. Hence why he ran directly over to you, <laughs> and you ran directly over the fence and on the side of the pitch to celebrate with him. Yeah, it was a real romantic moment, wasn't it? <laughs> romantic is probably not the word. I mean, we're going to have to put an eighteen certificate in this because uh, it's good. Make it no, do you know what? Like I, I'm a big fan of Stevie Lawless. I think he's a great player, and yeah. you know for whatever reason he just hasn't really had that chance this season and it was great to see him come off the bench and and basically win the game for us at mm. the very end at the death um, and I'd said to him a few weeks ago you know you look a bit despondent after not maybe getting on and he's one of the boys that drives up from that so I just said look you know your time's going to come mm-hmm. everybody's going to be needed at some point in the season and he scored 
Um, and I was just delighted for him. Now, I did get carried away. I kind of ran down the steps at the dub and ended up hopping the fence and hugging him. But I think all of the fans felt it was just such a sense of relief mm-hmm. and joy that we actually won that game because we knew we weren't playing well. Mm-hmm. And we struggled. And one thing that we all said in the stands was like, we need to make some noise for the last 15, 20 minutes here just to carry us over that line. So for, you know, I think the fans felt like they played their part that day as well. Um, and the celebrations, I haven't seen anything like it. Like those celebrations are what happens, you know, two weeks from the end of the season yeah. when you've secured a playoff. Yeah. For us, I think we knew that was a massive three points. And as it, as it turned out, Ards dropped points that day. Lockall, I think, dropped points as well. We ended up being five points clear mm-hmm. coming down the road in the bus. And it was just like, that was huge. You know, that was one of those pivotal moments, I think, in the season, which, you know, we can put back to Stephen Maguire's save. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, when we're looking back at the end of the season, be like, that's, that's one of the moments. There's two points yeah. that, that we've actually rescued there that, that could make the difference. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, just before we finish off, uh, upcoming this weekend, away to Ballyclare. Um, now, you're definitely not in attendance because you're mm-hmm. off to... Uh, where are you off to, Yvonne? Explain, explain to their viewers. I'm off to London on my, my honeymoon. So... I booked in Craven College. I'm going to go and see Fulham because I couldn't get tickets to the Chelsea Spurs Huge game. Huge Michael Jackson fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love Tony Khan They're from AEW Wrestling, so I'm going to go and see his dad's club. But, um, yeah, we're going to go to Craven College and, and watch the game there. I couldn't get tickets to Chelsea Spurs. And, you know, the, the whole thing with Fulham, like, it's not like a heated rivalry. And I've always yeah. wanted to go to Craven College, so yeah. I'm going to go down there and see them. I'm sure Ali's good lady wife, Louise, um, if you're watching this, just absolutely delighted with that prospect. <laughs> and we're going to see WWE on Monday night as well. <laughs> wow, what a, what a romantic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully I, I'll make it, but I'm not sure at the minute other professional uh, obligations may get in the way of that. Um, but Ballycare is a game that, I guess, game, we're, we're going to come out with cliches, but it's one of those ones where we've never got it easy there. I don't remember mm-hmm. us ever... You know, thumping them at, at Dixon Park. Um, yeah, and I don't remember ever playing them not at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always freezing cold when we go in there. So we should have a bit of daylight, hopefully, you know, if the, the, even the nights are closing in by, as <laughs> yeah. I say. Um, you know, so we're, we're obviously coming into the latter part of September now. Um, it feels like the season's been going for a long time, and it hasn't. We're only we're coming into what, our, our seven, eighth, yeah. eighth league game of the season. Yeah. Um, You've got Sammy McAvane going back to play against his former club. Um, Mark Kelly is hoping to be fit and could be back to again another one of his former clubs and he's already scored against Ards, one of his, his most recent probably out of the, the championship clubs that he's played for. Um, it's a big game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the risk of feeling the wrath of the Ballyclare um, players the way we did with apparently with the Derby players, was we, we criticised their pitch, even though their pitch is now fantastic at Derby. Um, Ballyclare's pitch has... And floodlights have never been great to be quite honest. Um, I, I got grief last year for tweeting. Um, next year at Christmas, hopefully Santa brings Ballyclare some new floodlights. <laughs> I mean, I got dirt from a uh, Justin Wallace, who's a Ballyclare fan. Uh, met him in back here at the Northern Ireland game, but yeah, uh, but it was all it's all good yeah. good spurs. Like, but they're great. I'm really missing that. I love going down to Dixon Park. Yeah, it's always it's a good, great day. It's always a good way of trip. It's a good bar across the road from the ground, and the bar or the the ground right in the centre of the town. I do remember just for a little bit piece of trivia. Um, in the '98 season, I think when we were playing in at the same level, essentially Division One, it was so it would have been the championship. It was us and Ballyclare van for the title, and I think it was Alan Campbell, if I remember correctly, who was the Ballyclare manager at the time, saying something along the lines of "Newry don't deserve to go up to the top flight. Their ground isn't in the centre of the town." Was that his Kevin Keegan moment? Though? So uh, I think so. It, uh, it was. I remember being being blazing and blazing across a Sunday life, if I remember correctly, and. 
It's like very few grounds are in the centre of the town. That's the, yeah. Let's be quite honest. Their ground is literally in the centre of Ballyclare. You know, if I would love to have a ground, you know, sort of where your sports centre is. But you mm-hmm. know, I'm very happy where the ground is here at the Green Green Bank and not for this yet. But it's going to be a tough one. I've said to you off air that I would be not happy with the draw. But if you said, you know, well. Would you take a draw there? I wouldn't be averse to mm-hmm. accepting that. I mean, I think you think we would definitely win. Yeah, I think I think it's important to go down there and get a win because we've now had two defeats back to back, and we can take whatever positives we want from last night's game against the point. But it it was a defeat at the end of the day, and we're out of the cup. Um, you don't want it to go to three games without a win after winning six in a row because it's kind of like, well, you know, where's the sense? What's the point in winning your six games if you can't follow that up? So, I think we need three points. I think we're more than capable of getting three points down there as well. Um, and if we have a performance like we had last night, then there's no reason why we can't. And hopefully, you know, ho- last night was an opportunity for those young fellows, but I, I wouldn't be against any of them starting at the weekend because yeah. they proved that they're at the level yeah. and they're good enough. And Brian Healy took his opportunity so early on and played well. So who knows? Um, I'm not going to do actual predictions anymore, though, because we're setting, us, setting myself up for a fall here. I'm giving people an awful lot of ammunition. Well, along with that, you know, we probably maybe worked out, uh, you know, we're sort of saying we don't have a player guest on this week because uh, you know we just sort of haven't had the time and you were giving the players a day off in theory we're thinking it's going to be shared NV podcast curse because we had Dingo on and we were extolling his virtues in front of goal and how many goals he scored and I'm not convinced that he's I can't remember whether he scored since but they certainly dried up a wee bit and then we had Engine on a couple of weeks ago and uh, you know playing fantastic at the back best with the best defensive record in the league and we've conceded six goals in the last three games so um, I think we might sort of say if anybody's got a cat or something that wants to come on you know that, that doesn't have an influence on, on the actual proceedings of games then that might be great uh, but yeah we're well, hopefully the Shane NG podcast curse um, if there is such a thing lifts very soon for the next episode but that wraps us up for this week. Yeah, yeah. We'll be back in two weeks where we talk about the Valley Clare game and um, whether we're at it or not, and the Dundalla game. And hopefully, hopefully, we'll be able to get a guest on for uh, another two parter. Um, but thanks very much for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe to uh, the Shed Energy podcast page and on social media on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you all very soon. Bye.